Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let me tell you a story about Emily Jones. Loves vanilla ice and microphones. Loves the hashtag and bust the flow. Most of all, baby, she loves this show. So stop collaborating and listen, DJ. Please pay attention. Here comes some EJ on jerks and pros. She disagreed with Ben. And secretly, I think she hates for some Emily, some Emily, some Emily Jones. For some Emily, some Emily, some Emily Jones. You just put your lips on her lips right up on the TV. No, I won't apologize if this just got creepy. All right, joining us now is an absolute god in our world. We love her, Emily Jones McCoy. How you doing, EJM? Oh, wait, I think I've got you on speaker. Hold on. No, it's fine. Hey, guys. It's fine. How are you doing? <laughs> What's up? Hey, we have a lot we want to talk to you about. Um, What's first? Well, What's let, first? let's dive in for do it with Do It For Do It. Um, okay. You guys are going to go over $1 million raised with this year's event. Tell us when we it is, where it is. Went You're over a million? Whoa! Good Come God. On. That's, inc- that's incredible. Yeah. Okay, so tell us what's going on with this year's event. So this year is We Are Family. Um, yesterday actually marked the five-year um, anniversary of Richard's passing. And so it's kind of crazy to look back and think about, you know, everything that's happened and um, how close we've grown to Kelly, um, his widow, and their sweet kids, Owen and Alice and Margot. And, you know, I think we're just kind of um, at a point where we've built this little community of people who have been, you know, to our events from year one, year two, whatever, that keep coming back and that we just feel like we've created this this little family, um, or now kind of a big family that, that believes in our mission and what we want to do. And so that's kind of what we're celebrating on Wednesday, tomorrow night. And so we're super stoked about it. We've helped 106 families to date um, to the tune of over a million dollars. And so we're so thankful to everyone who has supported us. Um, I said this earlier this week that outside of my family, this is by far the most proud I am of something. Um, just the work that our little our little committee does and our little board um, does and our foundation does with the support of so many people um, is super, super gratifying. How Let's take you back, I don't know, three years or four years, you know, after the, uh, the it initially launches and, you know, people are in mourning and a lot of times you like kind of compartmentalize things and plow forward and all this, but where did you where did you envision that this was going to go three or four years ago? So I'm going to give a lot of credit to John Daniels and Kelly Durrett because at that time, when initially after Richard died, our main focus obviously was Kelly and the kids, and we raised over two hundred thousand dollars at the the first event that we had um, and got so much support. It was so awesome to to see just because Richard was so beloved. And so we did that and then kind of like, you know, kind of took a deep breath. And then it was really Kelly and JD that said, you know, I, Kelly wanted to pay it forward. She wanted to keep it going. And, and JD was like, dude, why don't we, we should, I mean, there's obviously a need for this. This isn't just Kelly. This should, you know, other people are in similar situations. We, we should think about trying to keep this thing going. And so 
I think that we kind of thought we'd maybe do a little one-off event here and there and raise a little bit of money and help a couple families, but I don't think we ever envisioned that we would be where we are um, in terms of fundraising. And, you know, now we have a, a golf tournament that just, we held the second annual, which we, I had magic, um, magic with, with KT um, at the golf course when we were out there. If y'all remember that. that magic. Was never a, forget. It was a beautiful so moment. Um, so now we have a golf tournament. I've been in talks now. We've been in talks with um, a company, I think that's going to sponsor a poker tournament that wants to have do it for dirt as the beneficiary of that and so we're just kind of growing slowly but surely and everything's super organic i mean there our application process is reaching out to a member of the board and there's a text string of six of us and we basically just say here's the deal who's in who's out and we have yet to you know five years in we have yet to turn anyone away so it's something we're super proud of and then we have the event obviously tomorrow night and it is sold out. It always sells out really quickly. But um, the good news is everyone at the ballpark tomorrow night is eligible to participate in our silent auction, which is stupid. I mean, our silent auction is ridiculous. Um, we've got stuff from basically every Major League Baseball team because so many people knew Richard and are you know willing to don't. I mean, I saw Mitch last week in Boston. He gave David Price cleats and um, it, two bats and a jersey from uh, Mookie Betts, and I just was like, it's it's Derek Holland sent like seven jerseys, um, you know, from people on you know it, the Giants, and so it's just it's so nice to see so many people that want to help and really don't even hardly have to be asked to contribute everything that they can. That's incredible. We're talking to Emily Jones McCoy on the Ben and Skin Show, one hundred five three, the fan. All right, so. Uh, obviously we know how special you are. You know how special you're always telling us how special you are. And, mm-hmm. uh, I was talking I'm to never telling I was, you I was, that. I was talking he to was telling me yeah, that. Yeah. And I was like, I'm yes, never, Ben, I'm, I'm, I'm very you special. But you, you are a treasure. You are so freaking good at what you do and such an amazing person. And we couldn't help. We had Adrian Beltre on with us and we couldn't help, but ask him about you. And I, I want you to hear his reaction when we asked him about Emily Jones McCoy. You have to be careful as a baseball player or anything that you talk to the media because once it's out, it's out. So for a guy like me that, you know, trying to is my second language is English. If you say something wrong, people probably not, might, might not take it like I try to say it a different way. It's already out there. So I always try to be careful in that area. With Emily Jones, it was always comfortable because she understood what I was trying to say. She was really flexible when I said, hey, listen, I'm sorry, I didn't, try, I didn't mean to say that. I said, I understand, let's do it again. So she always created this atmosphere where you felt like you were talking to just any, any other friend because she always made it easy. And she mm-hmm. understand why, when to ask you for an interview and why the interview was. So it just felt like a friendship more than actually a person that was trying to do an interview and the work in the media uh, of the Rangers. So she always made it so easy. And not only with me, with everybody. Yeah. Uh, Emily, we, we don't see Emily like a, you know, like, like a media part of, of the game. I would say Emily is just like a one of us in the clubhouse. Because she's so friendly, she's so helpful, and she's so respectful. And we always try not to f- cross that line, which, you know, is respect with the fr- friendship. But she's just, she's just great. All right, so what does that make you, how does that make you feel? Man, that's like the, seriously like the nicest thing anyone could say. Like, that's, yeah, that's it. I mean, and for it to come from him is super, y'all are going to get me all weepy. Like, um, that's so nice. I hadn't, so you had, Ben, you had told me to like listen to that and I completely forgot um last week or the last week or 10 days or whatever has been crazy so that's the first time I've heard it um so that's just so nice like especially coming from Adrian and honestly 
that is, that's the ultimate compliment to me. Like there's pretty much nothing you could say to me that would be a greater compliment other than like, you know, you're not totally screwing things up with your kids. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's it. I mean, cause that's, that's all I'm trying to be, you know, and that's all I'm trying to do. And so for someone like Adrian to recognize that, that's just stupid. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Well, and it's so nice. Isn't that, uh, that feeling in that relationship part of why you were the master of ceremonies for the event on Saturday and, and now that you're, you know, what are, what are you, two weeks away, two weeks removed? How long ago is that? That all runs together. A week removed, two weeks removed. What, yeah. what is that day like as you look back on it now? Yeah, I mean, it was so special. I mean, from, you know, I, and I kid with John, you know, they, they've never let me do anything like that. They've never, um, not let me, but they've never asked me to do anything um, like that with, a you know, something so special in our organization's, you know, history. I mean, that's a big deal to have your number retired. I mean, Michael will see that in a, you know, couple of weeks and, or months. And so it's su- super special. And so to, to be asked to be a part of that was huge. And then to be at, you know, to be asked to kind of help with the planning of it with Lasorda and all that kind of stuff of, you know, how to, what would be special to Adrian, like all those things were so special to me. And then to see it unfold and to see him so surprised with Tommy there and Raul Labanez, who is one of his dear friends in baseball. And, you know, just to see kind of all of it unfold, you know, up close was really, really special to me. Um, and I was super nervous. Like I don't get nervous a whole lot anymore because um, I've been doing this for so damn long, but I was nervous mostly because of like <laughs> the logistics of it. I was afraid I was going to sound drunk with the feedback, Yeah, yeah. but um but once I got that first, you know, little bit of speaking out, I felt fine. Um, and I was just so happy. I was happy to be there. I was, you know, I love Adrian. I love Sandra. I love those kids. And, you know, like I said, in the tribute that I did to him, like I've always been comfortable in my position within that clubhouse as it's evolved over the years. Cause it has changed. I used to work for Fox sports and I worked for the Rangers. And so my roles kind of changed. I've always felt comfortable in it, but like they went the next step and made me feel like, totally like family and like a part of things. And that's a really, really special thing. That's really cool. Um, especially when you're around uh, a team as, as much as I am the Rangers. Well, uh, that's what you are. You're, you're a part of the family and, and, you know, to have Adrian Beltre speak about you that way to be involved in the ceremony. And then of course, Michael Young feels the exact same way about you as do anyone who comes across you. So let's just say that somebody has been living under a rock and they just popped out of nowhere and they're like, Michael Young's Jersey retired. Well, okay. Why? Uh, you're the perfect person to answer that. Tell us why. Yeah, I mean, so so many things in this game like that I learned, I mean, just covering a baseball team day in and day out. Like you don't, especially now there's so much analytics, and I think there there always has been, it's been a gradual like increase in that, the prevalence of analytics and statistics and all that kind of stuff. But it didn't take me long um, to figure out when I got here in 2004 being, and then I started covering the team pretty hardcore in 2006, Bucks last year, and then 2007, Wash's first year. Like how important that is, um, the the leadership and that chemistry and all that kind of stuff that people kind of want to poo-poo because they can't put a numerical value on it. Um, and it was very apparent very early on, especially because, I mean, those early Ranger teams that I covered were blatant S-shows, to be honest with you. And Michael was like the the one constant that you could – rely on and you lean on and he was at his locker before and after every single stinking game. Um, and then I, you know, and I have always throughout my career credited the way that I'm treated in that clubhouse is a direct, direct reflection of the way that he treated me and not just me, but everybody who came into that clubhouse. And so, 
you know, I think, you know, it started with Michael, it continued with Adrian, but I mean, Michael, again, there's very few people in, in the game who, when they walk into a clubhouse, like when Michael walked into a clubhouse, he didn't just worry about like what was going on with him that day. Like he looked around the room and checked lockers like, okay, I need to talk to this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy might be going through something personal or on the field or whatever. Like he was taking stock and inventory of everything that was going on in that clubhouse. Um, and in the manager's office, like he's, he's worried about all of that kind of stuff. And that just doesn't happen. And it's not because guys are selfish, but it's just because they honestly can't juggle all of those things and still be a consistently good baseball player. And so for Michael to have been a consistently good, more than good baseball player, and then also to have that accountability, not only to himself, but hold his teammates accountable and, and hold himself accountable to his teammates is pretty next level. And it's like, I, I always likened it to like centers in the NBA. Like how many true centers are there in the NBA right now? Skin, that's a good question for you. Four, not many. Five, four or five, right. if that, yeah, right. There's not a Michael Young in every clubhouse. There, there's not an Adrian Beltre in every clubhouse. Like there's just not, it just, there's just not enough of them. And so if you have one, you appreciate it. And I think that um, the people, the guys who played with Michael and who played with Adrian, they get it and they realize it and they appreciate it because they're not in every clubhouse. And it's so important, especially in baseball, because it is such a long season and you spend so much time with these guys and it's, it's important. And so there's, you know, in my opinion, during that time period, there was no one more valuable than Michael Young during that stretch. Well, Emily, great stuff. We love talking to you and quickly, thank you so much for, your help and trying to get my niece and her crew the uh, yes. the, the bus. And oh, you, my gosh. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to meet her. I can't wait for you to meet her either. You were very, very helpful. We appreciate we, we appreciate everything that you do. And uh, anytime you need a platform, you know you have it here on the Bended Skid Show. Y'all are sweet. Love you guys. Love you Love too. You more. There she goes, Emily Jones. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.